0: pray, folks. This morning, Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all you've given us. We thank you for the Scriptures. We thank you for the stories in the Scriptures that reveal how people responded to you. We thank you for the stories of how you responded to people And we thank you for the story of Jesus who came and revealed you to us in fullness for the very first time. May we walk in thanksgiving for that story that you've given us and live it out in grace to each person today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Giving thanks. Yep, it's Thanksgiving and... I'm not going to give this fancy sermon of here's how you have to give thanks and make your to do list and, you know, feel good about yourself because I've done the list. I can't do that. Instead, I want to share with you the why we give thanks. I want to point to some scriptures that reveal here's how and not only why, because it's for your benefit, but some special instructions too. Because there's a purpose to our thanksgiving. We may not be aware of that. So this morning, I want to talk to you briefly from science. How being thankful changes your brain, influence, your expectations, and the outcomes in your life. Yep. Being thankful can change outcomes. Literal outcomes in your life. There's a number of studies that I didn't have time to, uh, because this is not a science sermon, although I'd love for it to be, because I have too much to learn on this first. But you're going to start to hear snippets of, of it over the next uh, whenever while, because uh, I can't get enough of this stuff. But uh, two people, uh, Joel Wong and Joshua Brown, in 2017, were talking about uh, a scientific experiment they did about gratitude. And they had individuals write letters of gratitude whether they were sent or not. It was different groups of people. I don't have time to explain the whole dynamics. But the result was this. When you do things like be thankful, when you express gratitude, whether it's in written form, verbal form, whatever, gratitude, there are four things they found out. Gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. Have you ever experienced toxic emotions? As a parent, you definitely have. <laughs> kind of happens in marriage. You definitely have. You've gotten into a spat. If you've had a boss you don't like, you've had toxic emotions. It's, it's, it's a part of life. But being grat- grat- showing gratitude can actually unleash those so those don't bind you. It just becomes, that's just a step or a blip on the map. It's not going to define me. Gratitude helps even if you don't share it. They had these individuals uh, create these letters or write these letters. Some of them actually sent them, but not everybody did. And of the group that sent them, there was a significant response which affected the individual who did the sending. The ones who did not send their letters still had a positive impact in their psyche, in their thinking, in their mind, in their attitude. It was a moment to refocus, to think outside of yourself. Gratitude benefits take more time than you think. So once a year, Thanksgiving, we're all thankful. Isn't that great? I got my thankfulness done for the year. You know, maybe at Christmas. But Thanksgiving. This study, what they found out, after one week of their project, there it it was, it was a noticeable change. But after 12 weeks of expressing these things and intentional thinking, intentional gratitude, there was a huge amount of change. Imagine what would happen after a year. Or imagine if you expressed a lifestyle continually all the time of being thankful, how that would affect you physically, mentally. Gratitude has lasting effects on the brain. It physically changes your brain It's crazy and it's true. It reshapes, it redirects, it refixes. You can actually retrain your brain to do things, retrain your brain to think, retrain retrain your brain. In fact, uh, one study I heard about recently is uh, uh, some people who don't think they're smart, you can actually get smarter. You can retrain your brain, reshape it. Quit saying I'm dumb. Quit saying I can't do that. That's been my language for a long time. I got some unlearning to do. I got some retraining to do. It's amazing the voices that you hear in the past, how they affect you now, and the fruit of all those voices and belief systems you've had, how they affect you right now in the here and now. It's not too late. Another doctor, Dr. Lai Lyumbo-Mirsky, did a study on gratitude. And uh, uh, I'm I'm telling you these because I didn't make this stuff up, and I need to give credit where credit's due. Um, Here's some benefits of them. Promotes a savoring of positive life experiences. You remember things better. It bolsters self-worth and self-esteem when you're thankful. Many individuals who are not thankful and complain and gripe and are always negative, they usually have a very low self-esteem. They have a low uh, image of who they are. Therefore, it it looks like they're attacking someone else because it's self-preservation. It's nuts how being so negative can affect you. But when you're thankful, it bolsters that and changes that. It helps people cope with stress and trauma. Those who've gone through brutal events, a great loss, loss of a loved one, when they begin to express thanks, and even in a crisis like losing a home in a tornado or something like that or whatever, I've, I've heard stories of individuals who've lost ent- all their stuff, gone. But they're thankful for all the help that's come their way, and they begin to have a complete mind change. Their response isn't, life sucks, and I'm going to the garden to eat worms. That's not what they're doing. They're expressing a new hope. And their whole attitude changes. When they could resolve to defeat, but they didn't. It encourages when you're grateful and thankful. It encourages caring acts and moral behavior. Changes your moral behavior. Helps build social bonds. Strengthens existing relationships. You want your relationships to be strengthened around you? Be thankful. It will have an effect. And nurtures new relationships. We know that lonely people have twice the rate of heart disease than those with strong social connections. It physically affects you, folks. It diminishes or deters negative feelings such as anger, bitterness, and greed. I wonder why. Maybe because your focus is on something completely different. You're not so self-centered. Seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude will motivate you to give thanks year-round. These are from Amy Morin, Morin, who's a psychotherapist. Gratitude opens the doors to more relationships. We just heard that. Gratitude improves physical health. That's three times we've heard it. it affects you physically. It changes your chemistry. Gratitude improves your psychological health. There's a whole section here on those with mental health issues. This is big. This can really help you. It can really encourage you. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. (laughs) Grateful people sleep better. Gratitude improves self-esteem. And gratitude increases mental strength. That's just a loose, light science picture. And I have a story of a friend who, and I just heard about this morning. Brian, I'm just going to say it was you who told me this, because I didn't come up with this. But when Brian told me this story, I went, oh my goodness, seriously, that explains everything about this guy. Um, an old friend of mine, Sean Kesselring, he just lost his dad last week. Sudden heart attack, at work, riding a lawnmower, and uh, he, had, he worked for the of Kitchener doing all the trees. He was a short, stocky dude, you know, the super friendly guy, looked like a permanent bodybuilder, and he was, okay? Like, seriously, he was. Um, I've known him for many years. Brian works with him in the tree cutting business, so he has his own private tree cutting business as well. And he was a man who influenced anybody and everyone wherever he went. At the church he went to, he was a greeter, and he always had the most honest, warmest handshakes always expressing a positive attitude wherever he went. He was a person walking in grace. Did I ask him about his theological perspectives? Well, what's your stance on that? I didn't do that. I didn't need to. The guy was an amazing man. And uh, what I heard this morning uh, was pretty powerful. Uh, In his personal private business, uh, when he went to do a job, especially a big one, usually you go back and you make sure the job's done right because he's cutting trees and, you know, all that kind of stuff, clean up the last little bits. And here's the part that got me. He would look at the job when he was finished. He would then give thanks to God, say, thank you for this project, for this job. Thank you for the safety. Whatever it was he said, I don't know what the prayer was. But I'm sure over his 75 years, he worded it differently many times. But when I heard that, I realized that was his life. And that came out of him, whether it came out in words, whether it was just the energy oozing from him, that wherever he was, he was a positive light to people. That's gratitude. Practically, like that's what it looks like. Do people run to you or run from you? (laughs) That's something to think about sometimes. That's for only you to think about. (laughs) All right. Why don't you bring me the sacrifices I desire? Psalm 50. Bring me your true and sincere thanks and show your gratitude by keeping your promises to me the most high. This is... One of many verses in the Old Covenant, Old Testament, that talk about giving thanks. There are so many instructions about giving thanks. And I have a funny feeling there was a human reason why it was instructed. In fact, some of the offerings and sacrifices that they had in their system, because the old covenant system had a whole bunch of feasts, a whole bunch of offerings, a whole bunch of types of sacrifices that happened. It was a pretty intricate, detailed system. But almost every one of them had thanksgiving associated with it. To bring your extra into the storehouse. To give thanks. When you have a great crop, give thanks Bring your tithes and offerings to help serve those and help fund those that are doing the work of the Lord in the temple. Have special thanks parties. Eat, drink, and be merry. They did a lot of that. We're talking a lot of drink and get merry. Okay? The Jews know how to party, Israelites know how to party. We're very conservative. I have a little sip of my tea. And, you know, that's not party. Party. They knew how to have fun. We're so Western and conservative that when we go to a place, and I only say this because I've been to Mexico enough times now, the Mexican culture is not conservative, all right? They know how to throw a party with color, without getting hammered, just having honest celebration. They dance, they sing, they, they're expressive. And as a Canadian, you go, Whoo! <laughs> okay, I'm so not used to this. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to get used to this. Like, by the time you leave. But it, it, it's a unique expression through their culture. You go to Africa. Oh, my goodness, you thought the Mexicans were expressive. Ha! Ain't seen nothing. <laughs> they are dancers and singers, and they, they have a great time. Because they're thankful people. By nature, in many ways. Hmm. Give thanks. Psalm 50, 23. The life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace. Always choosing to walk with me in what is right. This is the sacrifice I desire from you. If you do this, more of my salvation will unfold for you. It doesn't mean you get more salvation. It means more of what you already have will be revealed to you as you walk in thanksgiving. There are times we do not feel like being thankful Amen? We all know that. There are times where, in fact, I feel quite the opposite of thanks right now. I want to plow somebody. You know, I have a lot of inside voices. So once in a while they get out. But here, this is where the sacrifice comes in. This is where the emotions that my brain is expressing and my feelings are responding to what's going on in my head because that's what my my brain's consumed with. Let's say it's the anger or the situation I'm very upset with. The last thing I want to do is be thankful. Here it is. I now choose. Take this attitude and I surrender, sacrifice it to Jesus, and I choose to be thankful even though I don't know how to do this quite yet. And that's a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of thanksgiving, regardless of your circumstance. How are you doing? Well, under the circumstances. And the dumb line is, what are you doing under there? Your circumstances don't define you, it just reveals what you're walking through you do not have an excuse to walk with a grudge, to walk in anger. There is no excuse, regardless of how hellish the problem is you're walking through. No matter how much you've been hurt by somebody, you have no excuse. You have been given the capacity to surrender it and be thankful, and if nothing else, just for your Lord Jesus Christ. I've had enough people come and talk to me over the last... 10, 15 years, okay, 15 years here at Hope. Last 15 years, there's been a number of individuals who've gone through hell and back, and they don't know if they believe their faith anymore, and they're, they're venting, expressing, and then they still conclude with just Jesus. That's all I can handle. I don't know about all the theology. I don't know about church, none of that, but Jesus, that's it. That's all I've got. That's how broken they're feeling. It's amazing what that little spark can do. (laughs) Sacrifice of praise. Attitude of gratitude. In Colossians 3.15, let your heart sometimes guide you. Is that what it says? No. Let your heart be always guided or umpired. That's another word for guided. Well, how many watch baseball Ever? Even if, if you hate it, okay. Have you watched it? Okay, yeah, yeah, Lori. I was waiting for you to do that. I can't stand baseball. <laughs> okay, on the baseball field, on professional sports, there is the umpire. Then they have first base ump, outfield ump. This, all these umpires. There's four guys usually in professional baseball. Then they have these other guys from the actual team who's hitting. What are those guys called? They're they have to stay in this box. Pardon? Rod? What are they called? What, what are those guys called? The, uh, the staff from the hitting team. They have their little box to, to coach the guys over at third. Hey, come on through. They're waving through. What are those guys called? Coach, coach. Correct. Coach. It's like an umpire. So, let your heart always be guided or umpired by the peace of the anointed one. Be at peace. Be at peace. Make it home. Go home. Peace. Peace. Nope. Hold on. Stay here. Peacefully. Stay at third. Don't run through it. Peace. Know that I got you. Know that I've guided you, and I'm instructing your play so you make it home safe. Outfield. The actual umpires out there, you're out. You're safe. They're directing the game. In the same way, let your heart always be guided, umpired, directed, coached by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his one body. And always be thankful. As in, always. Did you know in the Greek, it means always? It does. Let the word of Christ live. The word can also mean grow in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom, applying the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the psalms and with the festive praises or hymns and with the prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. Go sing to God with all your hearts. Don't get mad at the charismatics who act like they're doing weird stuff in the service. Let them play. They're probably experiencing something we may want to. We just don't like the antics of it, per se, because of our style. Do not let style get in the way of spirit, please. I think in the Old Testament, we have so many instructions to be thankful because God knew they were human and prone to forgetting just like your kids, as you train them up, they need guidance, they need instruction, they need to be told what to do because it's for their benefit. Eventually they'll learn what to do by the example you give, and/or you've instructed them over and over enough. Now it's routine. How many of you come home, drive home from work, and suddenly you pull in the driveway and go, wait, what? I'm home. What? What was that? I was dreaming, daydreaming the whole time. Did that happen to anybody? You just feel like, why would that happen? Because you are trained for the route you take, or (laughs) you take an exit you weren't supposed to because that's your normal exit, and you're supposed to take the next one for the particular trip you're on. I've never done that. I won't look at Lori right now. Because we're trained. We are programming ourselves for good things. And that's what the instructions in the Old Testament was for the people to be thankful. And that's what Paul is giving us and Peter and John in the instructions in the New Testament. Not as laws, but for our good. So that the presence and peace of Christ in us will more naturally come out. We'll have practiced peace, practiced thanksgiving, and as we walk in the experience of that healing, physical healing, mental healing, all this comes out. This is the fruit of it. It's beautiful. Let every activity or commitment of your lives and every word or oath that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. That is thanksgiving. Whenever you're in a crappy mood, listen. There is a voice speaking to you, every single one of you. Some of us know how to block it out really well. But is the Spirit of Christ drawing you. It's not who you are. I have a better way. I know you don't naturally go that way. Come on, let's start to practice. Let's begin to change our thinking. Let's begin. I'm bringing you, drawing you into the thanksgiving of who I already am. For everything I do flows from my thanksgiving and love for you. I want you to be me to others. Wow. Pray diligently. Stay Alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. (laughs) Don't forget to pray for us that God will open the doors for telling the mystery of Christ, even while I'm locked up in this jail. Pray that every time I open my mouth, I'll be able to make Christ plain as day to them. Pray, stay alert with gratitude. That is the underlying attitude for everything we are to do. What are the signals you are sending off from who you are? When you walk into a room, what is the signal? What is the, who are you? Are you a person of gratitude or, <clears throat> yeah, get away from me. What are you? Uh, going to Tim Hortons some mornings in the lineup, boy, a lot of grumpy folks. <laughs> pre coffee. But anyway, it's, it's pretty interesting, you know. We can't judge each other by that, but it's just a fun example to say, hey, wherever we go, we are sending a vibe out. We're sending out something of who we are. That's why I love doing funerals. I do. I get to send out the love of Christ to those. Even if I don't get to mention Jesus or do anything religious, I get to still be light, be encouragement by my very presence and by my attitude. And it keeps me in check. It reminds me of what I'm thankful for. Especially after I hear all the eulogies. This week's busy. But the stories I hear of how the person impacted them and what they're missing, what they're so thankful for, its like, wow, I take it for granted. Even though I do this all the time, I've taken things for granted. It's like we should be going to funerals all the time as a wake-up call. You know, hey, we're you going to go for lunch? Let's go to a the funeral. They have free lunch. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just seeing if you're awake. Almost done. <laughs> Sorry. First Thessalonians, yeah, funeral crashers. First Thessalonians five eighteen. I'm just gonna read it from here because I don't have time to get all this. I gotta get this in. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you. Stop there. In everything. My mom took it too far when she was growing up, because she got all religious-y. You know, had a car crash. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the crash. What are you talking about? It's very unauthentic to me. I could not believe it. She, she, she probably saw this verse, probably believed it, but made it that you have to be fake through it, and it drove me nuts and discredited her desire. But instead, even if I go through a bad circumstance... I can be thankful, if nothing else, to my Lord. Say, my Lord, I know you're in charge. I know you are with me walking through it. You're not causing this to me. Careful how you word your words, people. We Sometimes we say, well, everything happens for a purpose. That usually means, well, God did it because we trust God to be the orchestrator of all things. Hang on. Be careful with how you say that. Don't say that. Instead, reword it and say, all things work together for good. And God is in every detail, walking with you through your pain. You're not absent from pain. Humanity is not absent from pain, but God is with you in it and through it. That's important to remember. It's God's will for you that you give thanks. You want to know God's will for your life? How many have prayed, dear God, show me your will? How about start with being thankful? (laughs) That's a great start. All right. Don't anybody ask me that again. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. That's a joke. (laughs) Let joy be your continual feast, as in joyful in every season. Make your life a prayer, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. There it is again. He just said that. He repeats himself. He must stutter. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's perfect plan for you in Christ, that you be thankful because God knows something about our chemistry, the wiring in our brain. He knows the, the science stuff. He created the science. He knows it better than we do. We just made it all religious. Let's stop it. There's more science we can look at and that helps explain why some of the things said in the scriptures are said. Because there's a backstory, a more ancient story called creation of how we've been created and wired. And God knows that if you follow through like this, it will change you. And it will change others around you. Almost done. Be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit Be inebriated with the Spirit's fullness. I love that. And your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord Jehovah. Keep speaking to each other with words of Scripture, singing psalms and praises and spontaneous songs, even by the Spirit. Always give thanks to the Father God for every person, all people he brings into your life, and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give him thanks for that. Here we go. Last one, last verse. This was supposed to be my start. This is what I started with at the beginning of the week. So may the words of my mouth, my meditation, thoughts, and every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing, acceptable before your eyes, my only Redeemer, my Protector God. Some of you may know it as, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. Somebody, whether they understood the science of it or not, they caught the Spirit speaking to them. David caught this. If it was David who wrote Psalm 19. So what we think about matters. And I think I'm going to come back to that next week. Importance of thought. I'm holding off on the forgiveness series till I get back from Florida uh, end of the month. Uh, I have a week that I have to go away. Um, Nancy's going to be speaking in two weeks, so that would be awesome. Yes. So next week we're going to dive into this, the importance of proper thinking, why it matters, what scriptures actually tell us to be careful with our thoughts. (laughs) There's a bunch. And if this is all true, if this week is true and next week is true, wow. You can't get... Better instruction for changing your life. As in, you have been given the tools to go do. To do something. Not just sit and take in teaching, but to be what you are learning. This is big. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the instructions in your scriptures that guide our thoughts towards being thankful. I pray you begin to speak a little louder in our minds. Tap us on the shoulder a little harder. And even then, be our will and want to respond to you. Because it's really hard in this world. The voices are loud. And our tendencies may not head that direction, but I'd like you to change our tendencies, Father. Retrain our thinking Renew our mind. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.